Hi, welcome to Diversity in D. I'm your host, Anna, and this is my co-host. It's all love. And today we're going to be covering up the story of Lloyd Avery II. And if you guys are not familiar with this guy, have you ever seen the hood classic Boys in the Hood? The guy that's in the backseat that you rookie. <laughs> Lloyd Avery II rose to fame after pulling the trigger and the iconic scene in John Singleton's 1991 film, Boys in the Hood, Avery's character kills Ricky Baker, a football, a footballer who was aiming to escape South Central Hood by going to college on an athletic scholarship. Avery go on to play very, play very similar role in a few other movies and television shows like Poet of Justice, Don't Be a Menace, and The Breaks. Off screen, however, Lloyd joined a gang which ultimately would lead to his downfall. According to True Crime Database, Avery moved from his middle class neighborhood where he was living with his parents to a blood affiliate neighborhood known as the Jungle in South in South Los Angeles. Avery reportedly took a liking to his new neighborhood and became a blood affiliated with the with the Black Peastone set. Not just playing one in the movies. Things began to take turn take a turn for the worse. In March 1999, Avery was shot during a drive-by on Hillcrest Avenue. He shot back. A month later, he got shot and he got he got into an altercation with members of Santa Barbara Islamic Center and later that night, he threw an object through the window, through the window, a shootout ensured where several people died. During the chaos, Lloyd Avery still managed to find some work, but his colleagues noticed that he couldn't separate facts from fiction. While on the set of lockdown, Lloyd reportedly got upset over having to play a drug addict prison snitch. Lloyd went fucking nuts. His co his co-star Tight Fletcher told a a a publication in two thousand and seven. Sorry about that guys. He had a base he had a baseball bat or something and went swinging through the halls of the trade. Whatever it is. While on the set of New Jack City, he stole a car, smoked weed in front of a child actor's trailer, and got into several fights with gang members. Soon, Avery Pass will finally catch up with him. LAPD arrested Avery for murder of Antoinette Lewis and Percy Branch on December 8, 1999. Avery shot and killed them on July 1, 1998, while attempting to collect a drug debt. In December of 2000, Avery was sentenced to life in prison, but prison may have ended up being may have ended up being good for Avery because while incarcerated, Avery found Christ and was dedicated to spreading the gospel, and even got the nickname Baby Jesus. Lloyd Avery would eventually be placed in a cell with a devil worshiper who signed his name as Satanic Christ, 
whose real name was Kevin Roby. At the age of 23, Kevin Roby, an Air Force Academy dropout, was sentenced for murder of a member of his own family. On January 31st, 1987, detectives arrived at the home of the Robies' mother who lived at West 37th Street in Los Angeles. They they were there to question Roby about his eyewitness tef- testimony concerning the concerning apparent abduction of his sister, 25-year-old Vambeline Hill. According to Roby, his sister had been kidnapped from their mother's home by three men dressed as Japanese ninja warriors while he did not he did not much he did not offer much information about the men who carried off his sister, but detectives asked him if he would walk them through the kidnapping crime scene. As he did, detectives found his sister's body covered with dog food in a large trash can. With suspect with with suspicion uh, uh, I can't get it out to suspicious. suspicious. Yeah, I thought was suspicious cast of his version of the events. Roby was arrested. It was found that Vel Maline Hill had died a had died a particularly violent death. She had been raped twice, sodomized, and strangled. Charged with murder, Roby was was convicted on May 1998, 1988 of one count of murder, sodomy, and two counts of rape. He was also charged with raping another sister and received a... <laughs> See, they sentenced a life in prison without parole. When Pelican Bay opened in December 1989, Roby was sent to Supermax facility where he joined the other 40% of the inmate population were, were serving life sentences for, for a range of violent crimes. At some point during his incarceration, Kevin Roby be, began taking interest in Satanism. So you can only imagine the clash between Lloyd and Kevin Roby being Lloyd priest of the gospel of God and Roby was totally the opposite. Seeing an opportunity in these new living arrangements, Avery, the devoted evangelistic, evangelistic believed that he had been given a quest. I know God has him around me for a reason. He knows he knows very well that I am a devoted Christian and I pray for him to the Lord every day. They give that gives him life to God. That give his life to God. He wrote in a letter to, to Clark dated August 29th, according to a prison report on evening of September 4, 2005, a dispute between erupted between Avery and Roby had turned violent. Roby explained he was pushing he was pushing his agenda to convert me to Christiali- Christiality which led us to fighting. Roby choked Lloyd who was 
badly beaten till he was unconscious. The vicious beating caused a large volume of blood in his lungs, resulting in his death. Roby placed Avery's body in the bed under the covers, and over the course of the following day and a half, correctional officers did evening head counts of inmates. According to a stand count, a standing count at four. 30 p.m. on Monday. During each of those counts, Avery was 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 tall. Was tallied. Tallied. I thought it was tallied. Mm. Kevin Roby ate both of what the fuck. Kevin Roby ate both of his own and Avery's food rations and. Spent some of the time writing flirt flirtatious. Yeah, flirtatious. I can't get my words. I'm like, you know. <laughs> flirtatious letter to one of the actor's pen pals. In his in his own recollection of the murder, Roby told prison officers he had tied a piece of string around one of Avery's arm and tugged him into a a, a intimate movement which like a minor can't get nothing out tonight man i'm sorry i can't get nothing out tonight marinette marinette in order to to fool guards into believing he was still alive shortly before tuesday midday count roby persistent avery's body into a pentagon a pentagram he drew he drew on the floor of his cell what the hell when correctional officers entered the cell they found the walls were painted with Avery's blood as a part of a satanic ritual that Roby performed as a as a warning to God he will later say he God is next is next on the agenda once I accomplish what I want to accomplish in this room. Kevin Ro Kevin Roby was handcuffed by guards and Avery's body was transferred to infirmary where medical personnel attempted to to advise CPR. By the time his body was already decomposed and had been pronounced dead at 12:10 on Tuesday, September 6, 2005, Avery's family included including his brother Chi and his mother Linda doubted that official the official version of the circumstances surrounding Lloyd's death. The list cause of death of inspiration of ins, aspiration of blood with blood force trauma as being contributing factor. The Avery family conducted a private autopsy which stated the cause of death as blood force trauma complicated by Inspirations of blood. It's also made mention of the injuries to every skull, describing a 1.5 inch ab uh, abrasion of of his temple as as struggle as struggle of either a blow a blow due to a flat surface such as a carpenter's hammer or impact of similar type surface. 
The mention of the Carpenters having led led some, including the Avery family, to believe that it that it was possible that Roby didn't act alone. However, the blunt force trauma from such a weapon would be similar to the type of wound caused by Roby's being banging Avery's head on the stainless steel sink in his cell. A year later, CDCR investigators found no evidence that the correctional officers played any part in the death of Lloyd Avery. Around this time, the CDCR conducted two investigations under the supervision of the California Inspector General Office Bureau of Independence Review, one into circumstances of Avery's death, and the other, the conduct of correctional officers. The report was released in early 2007 and found that correctional officers failed to follow in basic procedure and guidelines such as removing Avery's body from the photographing of the crime scene and, mo and most of, importantly, for failing to notice that he had been dead in the cell for 38 hours before his body was discovered. Following the appeal, five officers found guilty of misconduct receiving discipline disciplinary acts ranging from a 5% pay cut for upwards of a 45-day to 10% cut for a six-month period. As for Kevin Roby was already serving a life sentence, another trial for another trial would be would be re, ah, redundant and would be and would be costly for authorities. The state Attorney General also cited that the district attorney and no trials was held for Kevin. The 58-year-old continued to serve his life sentence at California Institution for Men in Chino and San, San Bernardino County, California. Rest in peace to Lloyd Avery. The whole thing about that is I can see where the family's coming from. Okay, he laid dead in that cell for a day and a half. Yeah. They were still counting them. And then they said when they pulled him out the cell, I'm, I'm, I'm telling Southern, when they pulled him out the cell, that they performed CPR on him. Okay, he's been dead for a day and a half. How right. the hell are you going to perform that's CPR and bring him back? Figure out, you're already dead. What the hell is CPR going to do to somebody that's been dead for a whole day and a half? Yeah, that just don't make sense to me. And then after they did, they investigated and everything, they only. The found the five officers found guilty of misconduct only received disciplinary actions ranging from only a five percent pay cut for forty five days or a ten percent pay cut for a six month period. And then Kevin Roby didn't receive nothing. Yeah. So that's horrible. And this and this and it's crazy about that because like he's on there for that in California is this Arnold Schwarzenegger, the 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 Terminator, he he um he gave Tuki Williams the um the crypt member the death sentence for some shit that he didn't even do. They 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 fried him. Hmm. That's a damn shame. You know, I could see why his poor family yeah. was doubting like everything in the report because I don't know, it just sounds fishy to me, the whole damn thing. I think it was a whole setup. They majority majority of all California is gang related, you know, with the whole thing with the Rampart scandal and all of that. Everybody is gang related in California. If you in California, you gang related in some type of way. 
And I just feel that they just feel like, okay, they can't let another black dude do it because they're going to look at it like that. Who else to let him do it? It'd be like, oh, he just out of his mind. He just satanic, whatever the case may be. But I feel that he didn't act alone. And he wanted to change his life because he knew he was doing bad. So he would have changed his life. It wasn't like he was going to get out of damn prison any damn way. Right. And that one guy, I mean, come on, you're going to assault and sodomize and rape your both your sisters? Right, he doing that to one? his sisters. And that's what I... That's the only thing I don't understand about that because, like, anybody else, I don't remember the, I, I, I don't remember the last time somebody besides a black person in California done got the death penalty. With all that crap that goes on, the last couple people that got the death penalty for lesser things than black. That's crazy. So, they need, people need to start uh, talking to these presidents about this situation because that that look kind of that look kind of fishy yeah definitely. because if if everybody else can be doing like the things that he do he done murdered and raped and did all this this type of crap and he just he life without parole and you have people that's that's being that got fried and crucified for some things that they were just gang related they didn't probably didn't have nothing to do with it they were just calling shots so how is that fair Things have changed. Things really do have changed in this world. Rest in peace, Lloyd Avery the second. And that's crazy. Like, why wouldn't they even charge him or have another trial because he killed him? He should have got. What else are you gonna do? You gonna let him just sit up in there and just you gonna sit up, let him sit up there and rot? And why he even did that to nobody else but him? So it seemed like it was targeted. It's just that. And he been in jail for all that time. So it ain't like he know him. All right. That so was... it looked like it looked a little suspicious. So I don't blame his family. Like uh, something need to be done about that. And that, that that would make that would make like what the the, the third the third that you done killed somebody. He's supposed to got the death penalty, man. Come on now. Yeah, definitely. He's supposed to been fried. Simple as that. Now he's sitting there, there taking up all them people's tax money to pay for his ass to sit up in there. What, to kill somebody else? Or somebody kill him? I don't know. He's a sick fuck. But obviously, he got away with it, right? Ain't nobody, they ain't let nobody get up on him. So, how was that? So, it looks planned. It does look really, really fishy. <laughs> now, we're going back to news. Killers, drug dealers, and robbers, oh my. Young boy, never broke again has reportedly urged the court to ease his house arrest conditions. According to an article published by All Hip Hop November 2nd, Young Boy cited significant tolls on his mental health and musical career. The Baton Rouge native found himself in legal troubles following a 2022 police investigation. It resulted in charges of firearms and narcotics possession, subsequent apprehensions, and a federal indictment further led to a strict house arrest in Utah starting in October 2021. For the outlet, Young Boy's confinement constraints his ability to record new music, shoot videos, and make personal appearances. They also noticed, noted that the conditions only permit the artist to leave his residence for specific reasons. The rapper's lawyer, James P. Manasseh, gave a statement. He explained being confined to his home and unable to complete his employment obligations had led to great anxiety, depression, and loss of weight and sleep. Young Boy 
has been visibly stressed and has expressed concern and loss of hope that he will be able to return return to his contracted employment obligation. Young boy's request for leniency came after a year of complying with his pretrial conditions, especially since his acquittal on federal gun charges in July 2022. The proposed modifications aim to broaden the definition of employee-related activities and allow the musician greater flexibility to fill his professional duties. So young boy's like, yeah, I'm sick of being at home. I mean, it seems like he's been on damn house arrest for like 10 years. So... Get all these other damn, yeah, all these other damn rappers out here killing people and and setting people up to get killed. They, ass, they, don't know. they ain't locked up on house arrest, let the boy off. Damn, he do got like 13 damn kids. Shit, maybe he want to see damn kids. Right. Now on the FBG Duck. Opening arguments are expected early next week in a federal murder and racketeering trial that at spotlight links between Chicago's gang culture and a subset of rap culture. Six members and associates of a gang faction are on trial in connection with the 2020 murder of Chicago rapper FBG Duck. He was gunned down during the daytime on a Chicago Gold Coast street. A Chicago Sun-Times reporter, Tom Chuba, said that what made FBG Duck a target was that King Bond, a protege of rapper Little Dirk, put a bounty on Duck's head. Also, a reported leader of O-Block, which is a faction of the Black Disciple Street game, which is in the center of the prosecution and investigation. Drill rap is a big highlight of the trial because of the violence in the rap. The prosecution says drill rap and the gang world are linked because drill rap, drill rap music is used to diss fallen gang members of the opposite gang, so it makes it a drill beef and a gang beef between members. The six people on trial are either from O-Block or Allied or quote, click up factions. O-Block is not only a gang faction, it is also the Parkway Gardens, Parkway Apartments, so subsidized housing facility, which is in Woodlawn. In this area, which is and has been one of the city's most violent blocks, the six individuals are charged with murder and furtherance of a racketeering conspiracy, federal authorities say. The O Block was a tightly controlled group. They had meetings, they paid dues, they got respect, and moved up in the gang's ranks based on things they did, that they did, such as shootings and killings. They say this is an enterprise, and the killing was in further furtherance of this enterprise. So, that early next week, that trial should be kicking off, hopefully. Rest in peace to Carlton. They know what's going on, man. They know. They know what's going on. That's enough said. And I wish they would just stop trying to duck their shit. Like, y'all know what y'all did. Y'all got caught red-handed. I mean, it's like that's just stupidity at 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 its best. Like, what's the what what's the odds? What's the odds? Me and my brother had this conversation last night. Like, what's the odds of five with six black dudes in the same color cars, the same model cars? So that's twelve black dudes going down there in two different in four cars at the same time, and that's not y'all. But what's the odds of you leaving your information in the car? So how was it not you? So the other dude got the same information you get? Y'all got the same name? The same baby mama? Right. And it's not like it's just the state. It's the FBI. Yeah. Okay. The FBI are going to yeah. find out shit that, you know, they got the technology to find out more stuff than just regular state police or whatever. 
Because they so. went down there like they was damn Jesse James and damn Billy the Kid. Yeah, look at those those million dollar operations they got going on there. You shooting people windows out, could have been killing people, kids, old people, any, any damn thing. And this is broad daylight. Kids probably getting out of damn school. Like, come on now. No, because gangs and drill music, it's yeah. like. And at the end of the day, don't none of don't none of y'all win. It's it just it's a constant go. Yeah, he get killed. Endless cycle. Oh, that dad ain't look here. Look what happened. Vine lost his life. Not turned to that, but who would ever know? Dirk brother lost his life. Yeah, it just goes <laughs> like you idiots. Like, come on now. If you guys would just get together, just make some music together. Don't give a damn about y'all hating each other. If y'all hate each other, damn damn money would y'all don't gotta be in the studio at the same damn time. Send them up a good verse. At least the city will come together. They probably be like, okay, they getting money, so we let's get money together. We gotta shoot each other and kill each other. The dumbasses say, look here, some most gonna die, and some gonna go to jail. <laughs> it's the harsh reality, but hell. So we'll be following that case, though. I mean, if it's whenever it's televised, and you know, be looking it's at not what's going be on. Televised. Well, I'm sure they'll report on it. They report on it. it's not going to be televised because it's a federal, it's a federal case. They can't televise that. Mm. Oh, anything you want to say to anybody? Not today. <laughs> well, on that note, I hope you guys have a great, great week, and thank you for uh, taking the time to listen to us. And I just want to say we appreciate you guys. And keep keep up the good work, you know, listening and everything. And we just want to say thank you to all our listeners. We really, 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 really appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and comment. We are also available on the following platforms. Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more. Our Facebook page is Diversity in the D. Our email is diversityinthed at gmail.com, but it's spelled D-I-V-E-R-C-I-T-Y-I-N-T-H-E-D. Thanks again to our listeners. Without you, there's no us. We're now on Instagram at Diversity in the D. Until next time.